0: This is John Bailey, the epic voice of Honest Trailers, and you're listening to the 5-ish Fangirls Podcast. It's a Fangirls Podcast with 5-ish people. The Tangents and Squee will continue. Squee. Squee.
1: All the way to episode 357 of the Five Ish Fangirls Pet Podcast. I can't speak. So excited.
2: <laughs> what are you trying to do with the liver accent in Yes. Uh,
1: so sorry. Yes, I will try to refrain from using any bad approximations of UK-based accents you're welcome welcome everyone to this episode of the five Fan Girls podcast i glad you joined us let's start, start off like we do every for the virtual table and see you join us this week I, my brain is broken this is chrissy
3: in salt lake city
2: <laughs> this is holly from wisconsin
1: and this is rachel in well physically in indianapolis indiana i have no idea where my brain is right now <laughs> took a trip without uh, uh, you uh, uh, uh.
2: On the in a, moon,
1: in the, for all I know. In
2: the in the past, on a certain rooftop somewhere. Yeah, that could be it. The I've, pond. I've I've <laughs>
1: mentally time traveled and and I'm stuck there. But you know, I ain't complaining. <laughs> I, I, I want to join you. I mean, it's it's the wrong year, and we'd be a day late, but. <laughs>
3: uh that that that's what the uh time circuits are for
1: yeah Mm -hmm. set that yeah i mean if we were recording this yesterday it'd be like you know blah blah blah, (laughs) you know i want to do the math uh, years ago today 50 what 7 57 years ago today (laughs) man hard to believe (laughs) actually i don't i think of Forty-seven. I don't know. Math 40? is hard.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Especially. On I a still Monday.
1: think nineteen sixty was fifty years ago. So uh-huh. uh, once we got yeah. beyond, that, once we got beyond fifty, you know, fiftieth anniversary of Doctor Who. I don't know how to. I don't know how to calculate time anymore. Uh,
3: I, so. I'm the same mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Like people. Uh-huh. Like the, there's there's people that I that I hear talk about. You know, they like say, "Oh, when I was in high school, blah 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 happened." I was like, "Hey, that happened when I was in high school." And they're like, "Yeah," and I'm almost forty, and I'm just like. Shut up. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah.
3: Like, uh, I'm gonna pretend you didn't say that.
2: Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. I tomorrow kicks off my birthday month, and I turn 39 on this next Mm -hmm. birthday. So, yeah, (laughs) that's your news. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, Rachel's turning 39 next month, and. Mm Some days I'm very excited and some days I want to cry. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, think of, think of the cake. Yes.
1: And yes.
2: yes. And exactly.
3: buy yourself something nice or have Chauncey yes. buy it yes. for you.
2: Yes. yes.
1: <laughs>
2: Absolutely.
3: I, I, I'm sure Chauncey's <laughs> got it all planned, but Chauncey, just in, in case you're listening, could you buy the lady something nice for, mm-hmm. her, for her birthday?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Just, just a reminder. Yep. <laughs> But i don't think you have it under control but yeah.
2: <laughs> a little nudge doesn't hurt no
3: no it does not
1: uh yeah we don't have any news it's been now fairly quiet all quiet on the western front although although in this if, case is a good thing although if, the, if january the... is gone i will take <laughs> i right. will take no news yeah.
3: <laughs> I, I will. I will send out a, a bit of condolences to our our friends, the Vortex Boys, on the, uh, yes, the loss. Yes. uh the Kansas City Chiefs. Hell of a game! I guess These playoffs have actually mm-hmm. been a lot of fun, but dang yes. the Bengals!
2: And, yeah, And yeah, what if has you it been, told me, hey, the Bengals, Bengals are going to be in
1: the Super Bowl this year? Right. Right. Been, like, what are you on? Yeah, yeah.
3: exactly. Like the uh, Bengals,
2: the really? Bengals. Like,
3: like to me, <laughs> I'm still back in the in the mode of that's like they like they're that's where all the the, the problem players go like it's like know. what's
1: next mm-hmm. the browns hey you know they came.
2: <laughs> they, they they
3: went to the I know. they came close i know yeah. they came close that's my uh, point uh, no, no, no. the bigger shock would be if the lions did it sorry dad you know it's true um i i <laughs> Be, because... somewhere my cousin's husband is going no <laughs> Be, because
2: Them fighting it... words.
3: <laughs> I know I know I my my football situation is weird I don't have a team as such but I've like followed it my whole life just because my family's into it I mean I like the Colts for for a while and then they screwed over Andrew Luck which I'm really pissed about that um but
1: I just but... live here I had nothing to do I, with that
3: I I, 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 well, I we was not know you. I wasn't blaming you, but um, yeah. But my mother has has cheered for the Rams since she was a little girl, and like I remember the first time that they won the Super Bowl, and it was like the greatest thing ever. She like grinned for a month. It was awesome, and I'm like, I'm kind of morally obligated to cheer for the Rams, although I do love a good underdog story. So either way, I mean, the Bengals, like, holy crap!
1: It should be an interesting game.
3: It should be. It should be
1: yeah this is an it's definitely an interesting team yes. up yes oh.
3: so but but uh, yes yeah I, I will the, say the that your city fans yes. i i feel your pain yeah.
1: i get you're, it your uh your mom does have good taste because uh uh according to the uh the interwebs one of my favorite people on the entire planet clark Gregg, <laughs> was at the Rams game yesterday cheering yeah. them on so yeah, yeah. Now, your mom's now, got good taste yeah
3: she <laughs> she's been there since the days of Merlin Olson which you know you got you got Google him google him if you have to yeah. know but yeah she's been she's been with him when they were in LA she's been with them when they were in St. Louis and yeah their owner's kind of a dick but, but eh, sorry sorry for the language but he is but she's like hey you can't be a fair weather fan i'm like you know what you're right good Mm -hmm. so so i will cheer for the offense (laughs) i guess that's kind of my my go-to and i'm like i like but i kind of wouldn't wouldn't mind seeing either team win so Mm -hmm.
1: just enjoy whoever's got the ball at the moment yes go you move that Uh skin (laughs)
3: <laughs> although Matthew, Matthew Stafford winning would be nice because he was with the Lions for so long and they didn't yes. do diddly or diddly. squat with him.
2: Yeah, <sighs> yeah. yeah. So it, it's not, and it's also nice to see, not see the usual suspects, you know, Patriots, yes. Niners, mm-hmm. all these other ones. Tom so it's Brady, like, Tom Brady, you know, regardless
1: of what team he's on.
3: Yes, although
1: yeah. I mean they they like the
3: other day some espn guy said oh yeah he's retiring and then later it came out like no he's not and so like the, uh-huh. everybody had like made all these tribute posts and tweets like oh he's the greatest blah, blah, blah. and then it's like no he's he, well he hasn't made a decision, decision. so it was kind right. of it was kind of egg on their faces but but then people said like well you know if uh it's like, yeah, it actually might be funny if he just says, well, I was going to retire. Then you all, you know, took, took so my thunder. So no, I'm not going to, I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I have to respect that. But I don't think, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know if that's how it's going it, to go. It, yeah.
2: And I saw a meme yesterday, um, future NFL quarterbacks stay away from Jake from state farm. <laughs> <laughs> the last three quarterbacks that did ads with Jake from state farm are not in the playoffs They're and my dad in the my dad in the state for the yeah. Super Bowl. my dad <laughs> joked he's like you'll know
1: that tom brady actually retired when he shows up in a nationwide commercial <laughs> with peyton manning like well he's already <laughs> yes. doing rental car rental commercials. yeah i was gonna say he so does he does he's, Hertz
3: he's commercials part, so. he's part way there
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> although i think i saw him do one
3: for some crypto thing i didn't pay attention because on youtube and i was wanting to skip the ad yeah. so i don't mm-hmm. know but it was like eh, yeah, okay yeah. yeah but yeah so i was like yeah he's which i'm like yeah i haven't ever seen him do a lot of ads i mean i guess he did one with with gronkowski i, mean, I can't remember what that was for but it was about retiring or something
1: but yeah it was a mobile mobile commercial.
3: yeah yeah that's yeah, like i couldn't i could yeah i just remember my my mother-in-law was like you gotta come see this this is hilarious she loves tom brady <laughs> she she she's a wonderful woman and you know but but people, people some, she's, still 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 to, she's still human she's still human you know it's the one thing that keeps her from being perfect <laughs> but oh, yeah my. anyway anyway my whole point and all that was to, to to uh to sports ball sports ball and to shout out mm. to the to the vortex boys because i know at, at least yeah. i think sean we, we at least is, jump
1: on the uh the chiefs bandwagon when they're in there if mm-hmm. none of our teams are yes. to, yeah. to support them exactly so. yeah
3: and i and i actually like patrick mahomes i don't really care mm-hmm. for his brother or his, or his girlfriend or fiance whatever she is i don't even know what they do just people seem to think they're obnoxious but he's he seems like a cool
1: guy mm-hmm So, anyway, we're just trying to fill in until (laughs) until something more exciting happens.
3: So that that's mm -hmm. the news. We talk a little bit of sports ball. It's the playoffs. It's you know, Super Bowl Mm -hmm. has been set. I'm just waiting
1: for the Olympics to start. Oh, that
3: that too. The Olympics are are happening. Where are they this year? I have not been paying attention.
1: China, China, of
3: course. Yeah, Uh, of course. curling
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. yes
3: how do, you, how do you how do you how do you uh keep canadian bacon from curling take away its broom
2: hmm. <laughs> <laughs> nice but i like that one
1: <laughs> all right well anyway going on to feedback <laughs> <laughs> Did you like our our new and improved news
3: news sec- segment? <laughs> no news, just stupid jokes
1: <laughs>
3: and the sports section. Yes,
1: we're Such gonna a... just... <laughs> our dad segment, really, essentially. Yes, Where we all turn into our fathers for five minutes. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving on. To- from, we've got feedback from Shalade, uh quite a bit about peter pan uh because we talked a little bit about peter pan uh thanks to billy joel uh among other things um uh she said did you know that fess parker who played david crockett is the dad and old yeller i would believe that because disney just reused mm-hmm. the same people over and over again so yeah.
3: and I, now, now that she says it i'm like oh yeah I remember that no. now. I mean, it's been a while mm-hmm. since I've seen either one of those movies, but yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Well, Old Yeller doesn't have a very happy ending, so
3: no, no it doesn't.
2: No, if you don't, no. if you
3: don't cry at the end of Old Yeller, you are not human, there's, and
2: there's something yeah. wrong. Yeah, you you kind of want to do a feat Well, that's Phoebe's the human. That's
1: the humanity Stop. test they should be using in Blade Runner. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. Show the end of Old Yeller and see how they react. <laughs> well, well, they're either still, they're either yeah. a replicant or they're a psychopath. One of the two. Either way, and they should she, not be yeah. out in public.
3: No. Uh, <laughs> Although I feel like you have to watch the whole movie to get the 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 big impact the context.
1: Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, so show yeah. the entire movie. Yeah.
3: Just sit down and watch Old Yeller. Don't tell them what they're watching. Yeah. And,
2: you mm-hmm. know accordingly
3: (laughs) yep there you go yeah all all these all these sci-fi big brains try to make things complicated no no it's very simple
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh let's see she says she has watched a little bit of the the davy crockett stuff so which you can as we've established it's on disney plus in cinematic format (laughs) apparently that's the format they're gonna stick with so, right. so when you go on Disney because if you go on Disney Plus and you type in David Crockett, you get two re- two results instead of the four mm-hmm. that were created. So they've taken the and lumped them together into the two movies. So um she talks about uh the different adaptations uh and versions of Peter Pan out there, which yeah, I mean, like I said, it's it's a very popular character, very popular story. Obviously, the Disney version, as we talk about the attraction at both the Magic Kingdom and Disneyland, always have a super long wait, regardless of the time of year or time of day. Um, um, yeah, but just, the just obviously accept. Hook with Robin Williams. Um, there she the the live musical they did that we talked about it was on tv years ago with christopher walken as captain hook still trying to figure that out um
3: <laughs> he might still be trying to figure it out
1: yeah disney's still making tinkerbell and tinkerbell and her friend related fairy type movies at one point they had uh tinkerbell and some of her fair friends that you could meet as characters mm-hmm. um in adventure land I, um, I i will
3: say this the the tinkerbell movies the, the few i've seen that i've they're actually not bad i mean for what they no, are they aren't
2: but mm-hmm. they're they're cute mm-hmm.
3: and it's like oh i wouldn't have minded you know having this growing up and it's it's kind of a nice it's kind of cute like you know she's tinker bell so she likes to tinker and build things and you know she's she's very resourceful and creative and like finding supplies and 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 and, you know that comes into play so she's not like you know i don't know what the stereotypical magical fairy would be but so that that's that's her magic is she makes things and she Mm. makes some work it's it's Mm. cute
1: it's very sweet yeah, um, and then she mentions which i have not read these but they're supposed to be really really good peter and the Starcatchers. oh um, yes
3: i've read i read and the then there's a stage one. version
1: of that too which is also actually yeah. supposed to be really good too
3: yeah they're they're pretty popular at the at the library well they might be dropping off in popularity a bit because there's a lot of other things but they still they still check out and oh. they're still so so yeah those are fun so if you yeah if those you do are, get a chance Ridley yeah.
1: Pearson I know is yeah like the co-author on that and he wrote the um Kingdom Keepers the Kingdom Keepers books so I got to meet him once actually <laughs> completely accidentally at Walt Disney World
3: <laughs> well that that where where he you met him to, doesn't he happened to me. be
1: there filming some stuff for Disney. Um, and i was there well and there it you was go my, it was my birthday ah. uh well it was my birthday trip uh wasn't actually on my birthday but close oh, enough okay. and but it was really cool that i got to talk to him because he's he's friends with lou lou actually ah. appears lou actually uh-huh. appears in one of the kingdom keepers books so if you've not ah. read them have fun looking out oh, for cool. Lou Mangello to make a <laughs> cameo appearance. Uh so we gotta talk about now now I, our mutual now I acquaintance to, Lou Mangello. So I need mm-hmm. to bump those up Friend on my Tiki Red
3: list. Yes. I, I've read i read The Star Catchers, but I've not read Kingdom Keepers. Every time I see a copy I'm like, oh that looks so fun. I wanna read it. And then I just, yeah. you know, forget or don't get around to it. But yeah. They're really fun.
1: Now that I know that Lou's in one or yes. a couple of them probably. <laughs> i know he's in at least one of them i did I, I actually stopped reading them i actually need to pick them back up because i know they've been more released since i stopped reading them so but anyway
0: that's
1: what uh, happens yes it happens uh, um and then i forgot that this was going to be a thing that there's going to be Dizzy's working on a peter pan movie with jude law playing captain hook um ooh, that should be
2: interesting
1: yes i, I vaguely remember hearing that announcement uh, and like there i don't think a really of anything since because i think the announcement yeah. was, was right before the pandemic started so i'm guessing yeah. I'm speaking, probably you're right victim of that mm-hmm. so
3: yeah um, well we'll 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 see because i mean of all of all the portrayals of captain hook in an actual you know peter pan movie or or show or something i think i mean there's the disney version obviously and then there's hook and like the others that i know of really haven't been that memorable and i'm not i'm not counting hook from once upon a time because that's kind of a different thing but Mm -hmm. you know know, because you know there was that movie with with hugh jackman as as hook and i thought oh this Mm -hmm. is gonna be good and i just like and i keep forgetting that he did that and then there was another one with jason isaacs and it's just like okay so yeah it'll be interesting to see what what jude law does with it if Mm -hmm. if indeed that comes to
1: fruition yep and she says, yes, we all love Captain Hook on Once Upon a Time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. <laughs> um, and then uh, she says she learned about Elvis from Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> Which, <laughs> yeah. Yes, I
2: guess if you're huh? a certain age. Uh, yeah,
1: that would be the way to
2: learn about man. Elvis. Yes. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Elvis was a model
1: citizen. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs)
1: And then uh, she says her favorite uh, attractions at Disneyland are Small World, Peter Pan. She's the reason the line is so long. Uh, (laughs) The Teacups, the Jungle Cruise, Pirates, which is one of my personal favorites. I love the Disneyland version of Pirates um, and Splash Mountain soon to be rethemed to princess and the frog which i have not actually i last time i was at disneyland i did not ride splash mountain So i don't know how different it is from the florida version no anyway thank you shalane
3: yes thank you
1: Your your feedback so mm-hmm. um and we'll have book club updates next week because it's the yes. last day of the month right now so technically yes. by the it's, time this is up you won't be able to vote for your
2: <laughs> vote anymore well but, remember it was a three-way it, remember it was a three-way tie oh yes that's
1: true i've slipped since then or maybe i've not yeah. slept since then just a second here in that case, here's your I book club memory, reminder. Sir, I
2: believe it.
1: I have the memory of Dory from Finding Nemo.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Just a second. Yeah. The
1: whole
3: music. The whole music. That's the whole nice. music. The old music, mm-hmm. the old music
2: okay. Resurrection Casket is next month's book.
1: Well, there you go.
2: I was right. I was like, I thought it went big finish book, big finish. <laughs> so
3: it, is, it is a book. And if mm-hmm. uh, I remember listening to the audiobook version of that many, many moons ago, and I really liked it. And so if you can, mm-hmm. and it's, it's a uh, David Tennant reading it. So if you can, mm-hmm. if you would rather do the, the audiobook version, that is definitely an option, but yeah, it was, it was uh-huh. a really good one. Yes. so check that out and check out the book club starting tomorrow as we're recording this february 1st yes mm, yes yeah that that that's the fun part about the the last day of the month landing on a monday it's like there's all these things that are, are going to happen but not until tuesday
2: mm-hmm. right go 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 all yes. right
1: moving on to this week's main topic so and i'm kind of sad because i really wanted to go see because they were doing the rooftop concert in imax one day only yesterday and i only had one theater in the area that was showing it and it was sold out
2: oh bummer Mm. did
1: not get to go because i really wanted to see it up on the big screen uh so tear um
2: Mm -hmm.
1: hashtag first world problems but (laughs) that is okay i can always watch it at home on my still decently sized screen it's not imax but it's still decent so Mm -hmm. and you don't have to pay 20 bucks for popcorn that's true true. too (laughs) that is true too but yeah we are going to talk about the amazing yes i don't even you've
2: done good (laughs) yeah i
1: just, just oh man this man is so freaking talented just you know everything that he does you know as much as people complain about the hobbit they're still really really damn good movies bit of movie making even if you were like why did you drag this out into three that's what peter jackson does he takes an exciting story mm-hmm. and turns it into a three-parter and that's mm-hmm. not my joke i'm stealing that from someone else uh <laughs> but it's the truth <laughs> yes but yeah um after the covid delays uh this is actually a blessing in disguise um this actually being kind of a victim of the pandemic because they were going to try to get it to like two two and a half hours so that it could be released to movie theaters <laughs> which was the original plan i'm and glad they because of they the yeah and even, peter, <laughs> even at the time peter jackson was all like yeah no we're cut what it's like we're cutting out way way so much interesting stuff <laughs> so, when they were like, okay, well, obviously, movie theater out, we'll do streaming. And Peter was like, how about six hours? And they're like, <laughs> yeah, six hours is okay. Cause it was, you know, it was like three Not- parts, six hours. They're like, yeah, that's okay. And now it's like almost eight hours, actually. <laughs>
3: Not not like, like you're it's going it's like anywhere, seven right? hours
1: and like forty-eight right. minutes or something like that. So and sheer gloriousness. Yeah. <laughs> I mean the okay, so the Beatles, obviously, we've talked about them several times and will again in the future. Uh <laughs> the um for people that don't know is back in 1970 there was a documentary release yes. called let it be that mm-hmm. is the same footage just a lot less of it used and edited i've actually never seen it and i have seen it and there
2: are differences to it and well I yeah like from what i understand versions.
1: the way yeah the, this guy michael Lindsay hogg who you see him in the footage in the peter in the peter jackson version he looks like He looks like if Draco Malfoy decided to become a documentary filmmaker, Mm -hmm. um, he he just looks like he looks like he's 12, trying to be all like grown up and professional, like, dude, this is like way out of your out of your purview. Um, because the he and the Beatles were. Well, the Beatles had decided they were going to start working on their new next album because they'd done the White Album, which was kind of a hot mess. Whenever we talk about the White Album, we talk about all the mess there. Um, And uh, so they're like, okay, time to work on the next album. And they got the crazy idea that they would work on it. And instead of recording it in the regular recording studio, they would do... A live show and that recording would be the album um and somehow it snowballed into them doing the live show but it would also be like live on tv mm-hmm. and they were going to write an entire album in like two weeks, two and a half weeks, yeah. and be ready That's to more go. Ambitious.
2: Yeah, and you <laughs> have more views, and you can shoot.
1: Yeah, yeah, and um, that didn't happen, obviously. Um, so, but circumstances ended up having them move from this just generic warehouse building essentially it's just this giant big-ass concrete room like no personality whatsoever the acoustics were awful and yeah. after being crammed in there you know they're not really crammed they have a lot of room but being stuck there for a couple of weeks and it just being awful experience or like screw this we're not doing the live show we're moving to apple studios um which
2: was for all of our sanities
1: yeah and um they're like we'll work on it there and they revamped the idea of doing a live show and they came up with some other ideas they thought about maybe doing a show on a boat like like (laughs) (laughs) they thought about going over to Libya Mm -hmm. and doing it Mm in like a cathedral, you know an outdoor venue type thing <laughs> so they had all these crazy ideas and it eventually it culminated into the the rooftop concert. But while all of this is going on, this guy, Michael Lindsay Hogg, is all like, I'm gonna put a bunch of cameras and microphones all over the place, even in places where you don't think there's gonna be recording equipment, mm-hmm. like the like the dining room.
2: Yes, um, with the secret vase that had the recording camera.
1: Yes. <laughs> um and uh they just kind of it was very fly on the wall and Mm -hmm. they just kind of let the cameras just run and these audio recorders just run like eight ten hours every day and by the time it got done there was 55 hours worth of film and 140 hours worth of audio recordings so (sighs) um, That's yeah, it was a that lot. That is nuts. Um, so uh, Apple actually approached, um, uh, Peter Jackson, and, um, they were like, "Cause," and they were like, "Can you do something with this?" <laughs> sure. Lisa. You know, and please, uh, you know, can you take all of this craziness and turn it into something pleasant for people to watch? And Peter Jackson was like, um, maybe I'm not going to say yes right now. Can I have it, take a look at it, and then I'll give you my answer? Because the Let It Be documentary that was released in 70 the way it was edited and put together is my understanding is it's
2: not very pleasant. It does not make the band members no, look very no, it it makes them feel like they're at each other's throats and it's they're about to break up versus what we actually see in the three part. Yeah. yeah. So there's this I, it,
1: even, even I without seen it numerous times. Yeah, Even even without seeing the the, the Let It Be, the nineteen seventy documentary. I also have been kind of one of those people that's like, yeah, towards the end, there was a lot of animosity, they weren't really liking each other, you know, at one point, Ringo had actually walked away, which they mm-hmm. actually mentioned in there when George leaves for five days, if you know, somebody asks, like Paul or somebody, you know, has this ever happened before, and he's like, yeah, Ringo, uh, you know, Ringo went up and quit, you know, temporarily, he was actually the first one to ever quit.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Um, and um yeah so i i was one of those people that was like yeah towards the end it was just bad you know and it just kind of got to the point where they're like okay yeah we can't do this anymore we're done and they kind of just walked their separate ways but that's not what it's like and that's something that that peter jackson also had that mindset like he was you know he he was he'd been a fan since he was a kid he was an, he was 8 when they broke up um so uh but he also was one of those people that was like no this is this is footage of the end you know this is the footage that shows the end of the beatles and you know he watched it and he was so surprised at um how not awful it was.
0: Were there any scenes that was especially important to you to get in there that you felt like kind of, oh, this is really corrects the narrative? One of the narratives that gets repeated quite a bit in the books is that on the day that George walked out, and the day that George quit the band, he and John had an enormous argument that resulted in a fistfight. They actually punched each other. And that sort of was always upset me because the idea of John and George having a fistfight, I always hated reading that. I didn't like it. And when I started to get involved in this project, I, I met up with Olivia Harrison. Olivia said, uh, George did say that when they were in Hamburg, there was some altercation in the group at, at, over dinner and they threw food at each other. They kind of had some physical alteration. And then I kept looking at the, at the outtakes. Some newspaper guy has written an article saying there was rumoured that at a TV rehearsal nights ago, Beatles, uh, John and George had a fistfight with each other. And John and George, the two men who can no longer speak to this in the current day, they are really angry to see this. And George says, he says, he says there was a fist fight. John says, that didn't happen. That's, that's, sue them, sue them. And then John says, the only time it's ever got close to that was they uh, played food at Hamburg. <laughs> exactly the story of the livery, said. So you've got the two men who were so-called involved in this fight, absolutely angry as anything that this even got talked about because it's never happened. And so I was so pleased to see that because as a fan, I, I never had to think about john and george having a fight ever again um
1: and he said that um he he said uh, in a article in vanity fair um from the middle of last year he said uh it says he returned home to new zealand with unedited footage from from everything and sat down to see for himself he says i was waiting for it to go bad and i had a kind of heavy heart um and he says what i found is that i was laughing continuously i was just laughing i was laughing and laughing and laughing and i didn't stop Mm -hmm. Um, and the same thing actually happened when he went to
2: Chuckleheads.
1: (laughs) yeah well and then he went to uh paul was on tour and this was 2017 and paul came through new zealand um so peter went to the the concert and then went backstage to to meet with paul And um, he says that Paul seemed nervous to meet Peter because of, because he, I guess he knew that, you know, because it was Apple, um, that Apple had given Peter the footage. Um, And Peter says, I could see on his face, he was imagining the worst. I just said to him, look, I've got to say it surprised the hell out of me because I was expecting it to be a miserable experience for you. I expected to have to witness a rather bleak moment, moment, but it's actually the exact opposite. It's incredibly funny. It's incredibly lively. It shows you guys having a great time.
0: In December 2017, Paul McCartney came to New Zealand for a concert, and I'd seen it all. I had it on an my iPad, and so I went into the dressing room, and, and I sort of you know, shook, and I said, so, Paul, I've seen all the uptakes from, from Let It Be All uptakes, and I could see the nervousness on his face. Because he hasn't seen the, I mean, he was there in 1969, but he hasn't certainly hasn't seen the footage. And I, and he said, "Ah, oh, yeah." And he was sort of, I could see there was a, a trepidation or a dread on his face. And I just said, "Look, it's it's whatever you think it is, it's not what you think it is." Because I thought it was going to be miserable, but I'm amazed at how funny and happy it is. It's completely different to what I imagined. I could sort of see just me saying that. He he said, "Yeah, what, really?" And then I started showing him things on on an iPad, and, and and you know they were only little bits and pieces, but. He was starting to look at stuff. And then I, I went to L.A. a couple of times at that point and saw pre-pandemic and um, visited Ringo and showed Ringo things. And, and so they, that, I think I started to ease them into the idea of the, the fact that the Let It Be experience was not what they remember. Because they remember the movie in May 19... 19- uh, 70, as you say, which is they were in the midst of breaking up and it must have been such a miserable, stressful time for them But they've somehow imposed all their memories of the get-back sessions from January 69 on the May 1970 release of the film. So let it be for them, it's it sort of as a symbol of, of a very unhappy time that they were personally you know, experiencing when the band was breaking up.
1: Because uh, mm-hmm. both Paul and Ringo have said, now that they've seen it, they're all like... Mm-hmm. I was there and I don't remember us having this much fun for all, for all of their memories were concerned. It was a, it was a shitty time
2: (laughs) to Mm -hmm. be in the group. So to have
1: all of this hours and hours of footage of them just, you know, having a laugh and, you know, cracking jokes with each other and their, Mm -hmm. you know, their families coming in and out. Yeah. And yes, Yoko is there a lot more than the rest of other family members, but she was never intrusive. She's always just sitting there. She's reading a magazine. She's writing stuff down. You know, she's never like in there interjection, interjecting in their conversations or putting her two cents in. She just happens to be there. Uh, quite a bit of the time but then so was you know linda would come and go with or without heather um you know both ringo and george's wives would pop in every now and then you'd see linda and yoko having a chat in the corner quietly while the guys are working you know heather would be running around and you know Mm -hmm. ringo would make up silly songs for her that would make her giggle and fall on the
2: floor. Um, and John's interactions with Heather were something too.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know, as as uh, as a biggest Beatles fan as I am, I, it's kind of weird because it's almost like I can't believe that I thought, like that I, or that I allowed myself to, you know, believe this kind of urban legend narrative. Hmm. But then, when you find yeah. out that you know the surviving Beatles actually, you know, as far as their memories are concerned, they think the same that I don't feel as bad. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. you
3: kind of you kind of think about you know times when you you think like, oh, that was just such a horrible, awful time, and you know things were just you know bad, and you know what what you know whatever the situation, and you you look back on it, and I mean, I don't know, I I keep a journal and I write about a lot of random stuff that just kind of happens in my day to day. And I've actually gone back and looked at some entries like, Oh, I remember this was just so awful and so horrible. And you know, what, what was, what was going on? But then I'll find things. I'm like, Hey, this was a really good day. I talked to talk to so-and-so and this happened and, and you know, blah, blah, blah. So it's like, yeah, your, your memory, you think about something that happened like, Oh, that was just so awful. So horrible. And you know, how did I get through it? And then you, you know if you actually look back at what you did you know whether it's through a journal or or you know a video footage you're like oh well maybe it wasn't as bad as i remember or things like that so you know it's it's kind of and, and you know where it's something as high profile as the beatles breaking up they're like oh they must have all hated each other and we're just at each other's throats all the time and couldn't stand to be around each other and it's like well Maybe not all the time. I'm sure there were some, no. I'm sure there were plenty of conflicts, but maybe mm-hmm. all that wasn't all awful.
2: And I mean, you could kind of, you could see the brotherhood yeah. that was there. I mean, just the way Paul kind of teared up and he kind of saw the writing on the wall. It was just like, you know, he was kind of mourning like, Hey, this is the end of us as a band. But yeah. then I think he was, was worried too this the end of our friendship. Yeah, because George
1: break had, George had walk- to the
2: point where we can't.
1: Yeah. Because George had George had walked out. Um and you know, it, it's essentially it just like picked up his guitar, and it just kind of walked out. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm 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 out. I'm yeah. like, I'm I'm done with the band. And John's like, when? And George is like, now. Yeah. <laughs> you know and then the next day john doesn't show up right away
2: Mm -mm. so
1: of course you know paul's brain probably goes to like the worst case scenario like oh well right george has already said he's out and now john's not here you know is he just being perpetually late because that's what john is kind of ought to do is run by mm-hmm. his own schedule or is he not coming at all and yeah there's a there's a point there where they're sitting in chairs kind of a little circle and you know john or paul is talking to i don't know george martin or somebody there <clears throat> and he's like i don't and even then think ringo and, had
2: showed up yet either
1: i think ringo was there but just wasn't sitting in the circle at the time he was probably off getting that could or be something um but yeah, I mean, Paul just kind of looks, I mean, he's not looking at the camera because the, the cameras are kind of the unobtrusive. The, yeah, they tried to keep him intrusive. They would do things like put tape over the light that would indicate that the camera's rolling <laughs> so that they never really, they'd say things like you know, like the camera crew, they'd be like, okay that's break time. And they'd walk away, but they'd leave the cameras going. Um so but this camera is kind of pointed almost right so that you know if paul were to know he would you know he would be looking right at it but he's not he's kind of just looking slightly off directly to it and he essentially just says and then there were two
2: Mm -hmm. and
1: you could just see in his face that he is just so so upset yeah and on the on the verge of tears it is it's
2: heartbreaking yeah i mean you just you feel so sorry for him it's just like oh paul Mm. yeah buddy because i mean
1: for them it's it's not the work it's the friendship Mm. they really would be they would have been content doing whatever as far as the work is concerned there's a something that um uh i'll have it linked in the show notes and i think it was peter jackson when he was on Colbert. Stephen Colbert's show and um he's talking about how there's a a, a, a scene I don't want to call them scenes because they're not scripted but there's this moment where um George and John are talking and Paul had gone to make a phone call or something wasn't in the in the room at the time and George is talking about how he's got all of these songs and song ideas written down, and George is like, "You know, I've got enough stuff here to last me like the next ten years for material
2: mm-hmm.
1: and he's like, "I would just like to get some of this stuff down recorded so that I have it. you know, not that I necessarily want to you know leave or anything, so I think this is after George had come back, and they kind of reconciled mm-hmm. um." and and he was like uh you know i just i just have all these ideas and i need to get them out essentially um and john was like yeah no i totally get that and george is like you know you know if it because if it was to become like a solo album great but you know obviously i wouldn't want to do anything to detract from our work but Yeah, I wouldn't mind doing a little something on my own just to get these ideas out of my head and onto something. And John's like, Oh, yeah, no, that's a great idea. You know, I think that would be great for all of us, you know, if we got ideas, get them down, recorded, maybe release them. Mm -hmm. But they can also continue on with the Beatles stuff. And uh Peter, uh, when he's on Colbert, he told uh he talked to Paul after the after screening. Um, cuz they've been doing these screenings and um you know he was talking with Paul and he's like you know obviously you weren't in the room for that conversation did you know you know did that surprise you and Paul was like yeah you know if i had been there and heard them say that that probably would have been the direction we would have took and probably would have kept the beatles from breaking up
0: you know there's a there's a moment there's actually a moment where paul mccartney leaves the the room. I mean, it's at lunchtime. Uh, Ringo and Paul leave the room, and John and George are left there. And George, very nervously, says to John, oh, "John, I've got all these songs I've written. I've got 20 songs I've written, and you know, it, you know, if in, in my normal quota, meaning two songs per album, allowed, that the Beatles sort of let John uh, George do. It, it will take, you know, he says, oh, it'll take me 20 years to, or 10 years to get these. It'll take me 10 years to get these songs out. So I'm thinking I, I might just like to do an album on my own." Yes, get my songs out of the way. And John says, what? You mean all by yourself? And he said, well, yeah, I'd like to, you know, it'd be great to do an album where all my songs are on an album and I can, you know, hear what that like. And John says, yeah, that, that would be great. That was fantastic. And he says, well, I can, you know, we'll still do the Beatle thing. And John says, yeah, yeah, we can, you know, be George as a solo album and then the Beatles do an album. So that, that to me was a picture of how the Beatles could have survived going forward. Do their solo work and... Um, and still come together every now and again to do the Beatles. Now, Paul didn't hear that conversation in 1969. He didn't know that even happened. He sees the film, and I ask him, "What? Do, what do you think about that conversation that you would have seen for the first time, where, where George, you know, you know, and John talk about a solo album? I mean, that I said that, that sort of paints a picture of how the Beatles could have carried on in the future. And you know what Paul said to me? He said, I, "I wish I knew that they said they said that at the time."
2: That we would have been like, "Okay, guys, we're going to take a year off. We do our own stuff." Mm-hmm. and we come back as a band and put out our stuff mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i mean that's yeah. what queen
3: essentially did yes in the early exactly. 80s yes. where you know freddie put out mm-hmm. some solo stuff and brian and and uh, roger and, yep. and roger and john did some producing and so it was like yeah you, you know They did some solo projects and, you know, took a, took a break and came back and we're like, oh, okay, we're good. And they, you know, knocked out all the stuff they did in the eighties, which is holy crap. Amazing.
2: Yeah. And they all decided at that time, we are going to have everybody get the royalties for the music. We are going to write this as queen. We all get the credit. None of this Freddie, John, Brian, Roger. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, it makes
1: perfect sense because, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know it's like the Beatles, obviously, they, the Beatles don't really have a distinct sound because they were always kind of reinventing themselves and playing yeah. around mm-hmm. and doing things. But yeah, I could see them coming at, you know, with George or whoever, you know, he was getting very into this whole Indian right. mysticism type thing. And we've got some George Penn songs that use like sitars and stuff. Um, but you know if he wanted to do like an entire album like indian influence it would be more appropriate to release that as a george harrison album as opposed to a beatles album because it would probably just be a bit too different Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to be something that's got the beatles name on it you know it would allow them to experiment and do things that maybe are a bit too out of the beatles wheelhouse um, and allow them to maybe collaborate with other artists too that they because I mean how many times does George talk about Bob Dylan? Yeah, <laughs> then, yes, he's got a man crush on Bob Dylan at the very least. Yes, time. he does. And they he's all like, Oh yeah, I could call, you know, call up Bob Dylan and Eric Clapton and all these people, mm-hmm. and I'm like George, it's okay. You will get your collaboration with Bob Dylan later. It's called the Traveling Wilburys. I
2: mean, <laughs> yeah. And, and you also get Roy and Tom, Pe- Roy Everson and Tom Petty. Exactly. Not a bad combo. <laughs> yeah, it's like, don't worry, George. You will get your dream.
1: You 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 will get your moment in the sun with Dylan. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: You know, to have them bring Billy Preston in, and actually yes. Billy Preston credit on the album, yes. it was unheard of
2: right and like i had messaged and like i had messaged rachel when this came out i'm just like this is a very strong argument for billy preston being the sixth beetle with george being beetle george martin being beetle number five just the way he came in and just fit like a glove the guys didn't have to coach him to play -hmm. this way play that way it was just like
1: oh Oh, he got
2: it he understood yes yeah It It also
1: helped to actually have somebody that knows their way around a keyboard I mean you see George yes you know flubbing around with it and it's it's really wild to watch that that's the biggest takeaway I think that that for me and everybody you know that's watched this you know, Cha- you know chauncey it was just he's he's very quickly becoming a huge beetle fan <laughs> like he, what he did for me with
2: yes. metallica one I of have us, done one for of us. With the Beatles. <laughs> welcome to the club chauncey
1: <laughs> yeah he has just dived into like listening to like all of the catalog and their solo stuff and watching interviews on talk shows and also <laughs> like
2: <laughs> once he getting to my heart head Uh, He needs to make sure to listen to the extended remastered Paul McCartney flowers in the dirt because yeah and does Paul do do some stuff with Elvis Costello that's completely amazing there was one song on there that gets remade in the off the ground album and I actually kind of like the flowers in the dirt version a little bit better Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah he like he's been forming his opinion on like like uh versions
1: of of songs that he likes mm-hmm. some better than others, so mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm very proud. Uh, <laughs> um, but that and some of like the review videos, like I've watched on on YouTube and stuff, that that's like the one big takeaway is being able to watch the Beatles do their thing essentially in real time. Because I mean, they come into even on the very because this is essentially like a like a three week stretch. They come in slightly after New Year's and work during the week. They just do weekdays. They get the weekends off, but they do all this work in this this big concrete blah for so many days. And then they switch to Apple Studios and work there until they do. The rooftop concert on January thirtieth of sixty nine, and then that's it. You know, that's their last live performance together. So you know, they knew they were working on an album. So they came in with some stuff kind of ready to go, some stuff more fleshed out than yeah. others. But then there are some cases where you're literally watching a song like manifest. Like at one point. Right paul is on his guitar just kind of fiddling around you know waiting for whatever um and you know he's just he i mean he's obvious yeah he's just he's he doesn't have notes or anything in front of him like he's already actively working on something that he'd already started he's just fiddling around playing some chords mm-hmm. and slowly it turns into the beginnings that get back and you like yes. you start to hear it and you're like oh my god watching yes. and hearing get back literally mm-hmm. manifest while paul yes. sits here playing with his guitar <laughs> and that <Yep>. is literally <laughs> how you know every
3: every songwriter no matter what instrument they play i mean piano they might be a little more methodical that but especially guitar they just sit there and they fiddle they just play mm-hmm. yeah. with, play chords and like, oh hey, that sounds cool. Let me, you know, add something to it and riff it just on kinda, that a little bit. <laughs> yeah, they riff on it and you know they're not sitting there thinking, oh, I think a B flat or you know a, a, an E minor chord is going to go here. No, they just kind of like, hey, that sounds cool. I got to remember that mm-hmm. and then you know later they write it down. But yeah, mm-hmm. that's how that's how music, especially guitar music, gets written.
2: Right, and it's like and John playing child of nature which would later on those lyrics would get dropped and that would turn into his jealous guy that would be on mm-hmm. his solo album a few yeah, years Yeah, to, the to road.
1: hear i mean to hear because at this point there's there's still two albums left as far as the mm-hmm. beatles are concerned we're gonna get abbey road and let it be um this one most of the songs that you hear the, the become part of like the rooftop concert and stuff will eventually become the let it be album which technically this gets done first but as we talked about when we talked about abbey road abbey road actually gets re- released before mm-hmm. let it be um let it be is actually their last released album even though at this point they're <laughs> they're recording it now um but um but you would also, you'd hear occasionally them fiddling around with songs that I'm like, that's going to be a wing song. Yep. You know, that's going to be on all, Paul's first solo album. That's going to be on McCartney, you know. <laughs> so all Things like, Must Pass.
2: Yeah. yeah you know, it going like, on George's album. Exactly.
1: So it's like, it's real wild to hear them you know, work on some of these songs. It's like, yeah, that's gonna be a, a recognizable song, but it's not gonna be a Beatles song. Right. You know? It was wild because we're uh, you know, we because this was released over Thanksgiving, uh, um, mm-hmm. obviously on Dis on Disney Plus. And so I was at my in-laws for Thanksgiving, and uh we were the all the four of us were watching it. We watched the first two parts together. Um, and it was so funny to hear my mother-in-law be like, is that a Beatles song? Is that a Beatles song? Because every day, because they'd also be like, you know, when they're warming up, uh, you know, the, the instruments and stuff, they would also play like other people's songs, right? You know, uh, you know, like some of the the covers that they did in the early days. Sometimes it's just a song that they really like. So occasionally, yeah. my mother in law would be like, "Is that a Beatles song?" And I'd be like, "No, that's a, they're just they're, they're just messing around." Yeah, and then other times she'd be like, "Is that a Beatles song?" I'm like no but that is going to be a George Harrison song <laughs> when he goes solo <laughs> Uh uh-huh. because <laughs> there's just stuff she doesn't recognize I'm like yeah you need to listen to more of their solo catalog obviously
2: because <laughs> I mean those warm-ups are just like them going back to their like the quote-unquote garage band days or the cavern club days where they're yes. just playing to play yeah yeah it's just
1: the whole thing is just like i just i think i spent the the almost eight hours kind of with my jaw just like (laughs) on the floor you know just like i can't this is absolutely just un. you know the the Mm -hmm. fact that we because the original footage that was used to make the let it be documentary was 16 millimeter blown up to 35 millimeter which in the late 60s early 70s technologically it was not you know it was the best they could do with the technology they had at the time but it wasn't it wasn't Mm -hmm. ideal for and like the i can't remember which article i'll have a number of things linked in the show notes um various articles from like vanity fair and this that and the other thing and one of them is like yeah you know peter jackson had the let it be documentary it was a fourth generation bootleg vhs
2: oh yeah. yeah that so that, it yeah, cause looked the first like
1: one, crap
2: because <laughs> uh-huh. the first one my dad had was a bootleg vhs and then finally it was like they released green it like apple.
1: once in like the 80s.
2: It has yeah. not been released then, again since. Well, there was a DVD special edition, which I my dad happened to get two copies of off of the green apple label. It's it's a special limited edition thousand mm-hmm. copy DVD of it. And it's because yeah. if they made it's it any more copies, the the, the, the uh the film would
1: fall. Oh man.
2: Apart. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it's an authorized one. It's it's not a it's not a bootleg. Yeah. Oh but, if, if
3: any if any film needed to be, if any if any batch of footage needed to be digitized, that's the one. The, I mean, that's yeah, the one. and that's yeah. What, the
1: thing is it's one thing to digitize film. Mm-hmm. It's another to do the type and it's another thing to restore. Right.
2: Yes and it's another did two. well just, just to job. save it so
1: it doesn't get lost to the ages oh, yeah. like yeah oh yes. and, that, and that's the thing is you know peter jackson has said like they i mean they went ahead and processed all of it good all 55 hours of it so that there no. is a awesome good copy of it even if it never sees the light of day again good so they went well but the, the fact that it exists all of it yes it does exist yeah. in a really good version good. um good but just the the what the the type of technology that he has figured out because he he already he already did this with they shall not grow old
3: mm-hmm.
1: um which was his world war one documentary that he, you know he released several years ago mm-hmm. um where they took it and uh, i mean it's world war one so that footage doesn't have any sound right. but Mm-mm. they went through and they cleaned it up and they color you know colorized it the best they could as accurately as they could mm-hmm. um and they used time accurate like weaponry to get the sound so they could put in sound effects. They got like professionals to lip read to figure out what soldiers are saying when they're caught on camera and their mouths are moving.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um obviously for this they didn't need to go to that extent because they have all of the audio um but to go in and clean up the video the footage um the visuals and not in a way that like hyper realize realizes it is that the right word makes it hyper realistic
2: yeah Uh, there we go
1: getting into that uncanny valley yeah the uncanny valley where they really just wanted to get in there and make sure it wasn't super grainy they wanted to make sure like you know we're talking about human beings here making making sure things like skin color look accurate um but they didn't do anything as far as like oversaturating anything so like as far as as far as peter knows based on you know comparing to still photos that were taken uh thankfully uh to linda for that that she was a Mm -hmm. you know had her camera with her pretty much all the time is constantly snapping photos um that like the color of their clothing is as accurate as it would be if you were to go back in time and walk in the room in 1969 that you know that particular shade of green you know frilly shirt and paint combination that Ringo happens to be wearing <laughs> is exactly that shade of green <laughs> so I mean it's like this footage is over 50 years old but it doesn't look it it it, looks looks like brand new it looks brand new they had i mean they had to go in and um, the he actually improved upon the technology he had used for they shall not grow old um, using artificial intelligence they actually he actually went to a company that they're like i need i need you to figure out how to get the ai to understand what it's looking at to make this look the best it can without again getting into that uncanny valley territory um so he pushed the technological limits of even what we have now as far as Mm -hmm. restoration is 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 concerned and then to do the same thing with the audio because most of the audio is in mono Mm -hmm. yeah which to turn that into stereo so that it sounds as good as it does again really hard
0: well, it's a difference between recording or performing in a, in a recording studio. We're, we're not, and even in a the studio, they don't roll the tapes all the time, you know, but, you know, so, but when they're going to do, do something, the eight track rolls. And, and yet a lot of this is rehearsing. It's, it's, a big, it's, a big, it's a difference between, okay, let's try and record something, but let's, let's just rehearse. So when they're rehearsing, the film crew are filming them. And, and, and that's great. That's again, you know, that's, that's where Michael needs to think because there's not normally a film crew filming them when they're rehearsing. So this is, one, this is a rare time when they actually have a film crew there. And they're being filmed rehearsing, but of course the film crew are only armed with a mono quarter-inch Nagra machine. So that's what they're recording the sound on so you know most of it i would say probably uh three quarters more than that probably probably 70 um, percent of the audio is mono nagra because it's just recording you know and then when you get the several road Glenn john's hits the record button on the eight track um from time to time you know and that and, and we have we have access to those eight tracks which is always a joy um so what we had to do is to try to make these quarter inch monos sound better and the other aspect of that, of course, is that because it's just a film crew with a microphone, that nobody's on a mixing desk balancing the guitars and the vocals. That's not, you know, because that's not really what the filming's about. It's just, you know, it is rough rehearsal footage. But of course, you know, you don't want to listen to hours of this horrible unbalanced, you know, the vocals are drowned out by the guitars. It's, all, it's the worst possible way that, a, that any band would ever want to be heard. And, and, and also, you just, it's really irritating to... If anyone's listened to the Get Back bootlegs like I have for fifty for forty years, it's like yeah, they they're great for a while and then they, they become very difficult to listen to. And that's no different. So um, you know, so what we did is to investigate a technology that, that, that's been talked about called demixing, mixing which is you take a mono track of a of you know a, a performance and you can split all the instruments in a machine learning AI way. So we looked at that and we tried some very and I I I I, I thought it was a thing because I'd read about it, that we couldn't find any machine learning that kind of worked. Well, you know, it sort of worked, but it was, it was bad. So we had um, some very really clever people down here in New Zealand, Park, where we said to them, can you actually write and develop this machine learning, take the machine learning idea and actually make it work? So they came up with a, a system that works great, um, amazing. And that was a huge breakthrough for us. Because one, we could you know just take a performance and, and we could you know, have the vocals only, and and when I say vocals only, I mean vocals only. Ringo slamming the drums and you don't hear it. Don't hear a thing, don't hear the guitars, you just hear this. So we could or you know, the bass we could take off the guitars the drums, and then so we could actually mix the songs. But the real the really good thing is that they're often having conversations with each other. And, you know, our story of the sessions is told through, obviously through the conversation. I mean, songs isn't going to tell the story. That's that's nice. But the ups and downs and the things that go wrong and how they deal with it is all obviously you learn about that through their own conversations from 1969. So a lot of that talking was tend to be drowned out by, and I think deliberately, I think the Beatles were aware that Michael Lindsey Hogg was recording all this stuff and that sort of started to irritate them. And they put countermeasures in place. So when they were going to have a talk, John or, or George would wind up their amp and one of them would just be strumming the guitar, just, just aimlessly, no thing. And, and, so there, and so Michael wasn't going to get there. They, they, sort of, they were fighting this battle and then Michael started to hide mics everywhere. Um, so it was this weird sort of battle going on between them. But anyway, there's all this audio that is, you know, all the dialogue is, has guitars all over it. But of course, machine learning... We take the guitars away and now we can hear the, hear what they're talking about. So that was a huge breakthrough because ultimately this is a story and I wanted them, I wanted to listen to what they were talking about and follow the story. And so we were suddenly cleaned up all this dialogue and it was a huge breakthrough for us to be able to, to let them t- tell their own story through this time. <laughs> yes. Yes.
1: Again, you know, AI technology where they, they can feed it in and the AI figures out, okay, that's the guitar that's the you know and not just the guitar but that's the guitar playing these exact chords this is the drum set this is the kick snare this is the hi-hat you know and Mm -hmm. figures out how to break it down so that you can take mono and turn it into stereo and actually sound like it was supposed to be in stereo or you know all the time it's just nuts absolutely
2: Mm -hmm. nuts (laughs) oh easy (laughs) feat
1: if someone's going to
3: do something that's nuts, I guess you you, you call Peter Jackson.
2: <laughs> yep. Holy cow! For the job.
1: Hmm. I mean, he is the guy to do it.
2: Hmm. And that's why it's taken four years. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but a a very well worth the wait for years. Mm-hmm. If oh I yeah. do say so myself.
1: Yeah. Absolutely absolutely and it's just been i mean everybody i know that's seen it has just been like you know there's obviously the uh the diehards are going to be like yes please they're all like oliver twist like please so i want some more and peter jackson is all like yeah the original cut was 18 hours and (laughs) There's some of us that are like, yes, please, I want the 18-hour cut. It's like, just, yeah, we'll put it up on streaming. It's all good.
0: So we showed it to the Beatles earlier this year and said, look, we're sorry about the two-and-a-half-hour thing, but we think this is how it should be told. They looked at it and said, great, don't change a thing. And then and then all that, you know, the whole thing went around the world at six hours now. But what people, a lot of people don't know, because we sort of decided to not, not appetite too much, and so Jabez and I kept editing, and now it's eight, eight hours long. Hey, what, what? what the hell? It's, it, it's a still three parts. It's just instead of being two hours long, each part's like two hours 30, two hours 20, two hours 40. You know, you know it sort of adds up to nearer eight hours. It's certainly a long way from six hours. But, but, that, but that's because that we, you know, we, had, we just used the time we had and we got it to where we think it best tells the story, it has all the great stuff in it. As a Beatles fan, every time I saw something that is a fan, I thought, wow, this is great. I had a choice. I had a choice to say, well, we don't really need it in the movie. Uh, so good uh, so if it goes back if we don't put it in the movie it could disappear in a vault for another 50 years but it's so good i want to I, metal fans have got to see this because <laughs> it's, it's great so anything that i thought like it's all gone in the film i i honestly haven't held anything back that i thought was really cool as a fan yeah <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And
3: i will park my behind on the couch uh-huh. and uh-huh. not move except to use the bathroom uh-huh. and maybe
2: get a drink <laughs> I c- I can watch 2 hour chunks in about 2 weeks. Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know
3: that that's what uh that's what, you know, Netflix and stuff. They put up mm-hmm. seasons that are actually like mm-hmm. 10 15 hours, so why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah, uh the the only like negative, I've heard. I think is from the more casual fans who are like, "Oh, this is too long." And I'm like, "This is Peter
2: Jackson. <laughs> this is this is hard for the course Peter Jackson." Yeah, really. It's
3: like, it's like okay yeah you're 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 the you're the ones that are like lord of the rings extended why do you want to do that and it's just like okay this (laughs) that's the only
1: version to watch this (laughs) one one really isn't for you it's okay yeah
3: (laughs) go go watch go watch something more to your to your uh uh, attention
1: span Mm -hmm. yeah um so but yeah for uh it seems to be uh done and taken very very well, and you know it, the thing is it's like just the rooftop concert by itself, yes, which is where you know all this is leading up to uh because you know it is the last time that the Beatles ever perform together in mm-hmm. public um And, no, you know, the the entire rooftop concert has never been shown to the public.
2: We've certainly seen uh, parts of the rooftop concert, you know, Mm. for the last 50 years. This is the entirety of it Mm -hmm. that you have.
0: Everybody thought it was like three songs. They did nine songs, six songs, three of them twice, right? So it's about a 45-minute concert, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, the rooftop concert is... I, I mean, I didn't used to like that because I, I, all the baggage of the breakup and it was grainy and that one or two songs, I used to think, oh, it's famous, but they don't look like they're having much fun. But with the context of it all and, and the whole thing and the, and the restoration, I, I, it's my favourite Beatles performance now in the world. Because you, you emotionally you know what they're trying to achieve and they themselves don't know if they... If they can, they're nervous about going up there. They, they don't even know if they're going to do it 10, 10 minutes before they walk out on the roof. They're still debating whether to do it. They come up, OK, OK, are going to do this. And by halfway through, they're, they're, the, they're the four teenagers from Liverpool getting to do rock and roll again. And you just feel so pleased. You, you finally do it.
2: No, it hasn't. A, a lot of people
1: thought that, it was, you know, because like the version shown in the, the 1970, it's like 20 minutes and that's yeah. kind of what's been released here and there and you know in in audio format so a lot of people are like oh yeah they were up there like 20 minutes and then the cops showed up and they shut it down no it's 42 minutes yeah you know? uh-huh. it's like when so though they get up on the roof and they start doing this thing in you know in part three of the series and like they're still going and still go you know when the cops mm-hmm. you know the bobbies started showing up <laughs> i'm like oh here we go but then they mm-hmm. keep going and keep going and keep going, and they're, they, you know, people downstairs are like playing dumb. Uh, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, They're they're out at an appointment. We're not sure yeah, when they're like, coming I, back. Uh, yeah. I, like, I just
1: yeah. The point, the secretary down there. Bless her. She's like. She's like, I just answered the phones. I don't know. Oh, you hear right. me? Pick up your paycheck. Hold on. I'll, you know, as another person <laughs> yeah. comes in. Well, I'll go get I that for you. Broken. Yeah,
2: <laughs> broken. And the
1: way and the way <clears throat> that it's edited too, so that you're you're con yeah you, know, you you've got the you, you know they they did several cameras up on the roof to get several different angles, but then they were smart enough to 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 hire a guy to be like the man on the street with a camera <laughs> and a microphone and like interviewing people is their stand you know what people you are think? walking up and down up and down Savile <laughs> Row you know just it's lunchtime and, you know people are just trying to do their their thing you know people are taking their lunch break or whatever and the guy down there is asking people they're like hey you know what's going on you know like what do you think is going on and people are like i don't know and he's like it's the beatles and they'd be like really you know for for the most part people like oh yeah that's you know you you got the the young you know the the their obvious fan base the young girls they're like oh this is great you know and then the you know some older folks that are like oh yeah you know Good for them. It's not
2: bad. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: then there's like one little old lady that like, they woke me up from my nap. And I'm like, it's noon, lady. What are you doing? (laughs) Sleep. Sleep. It's the middle of the day.
3: (laughs) Well, that's that's when that's when older folks
1: get their beauty sleep. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just it's so funny. And then the, the the poor, you know. Cops, these bobbies are just like, yeah. The one, again, the one of them, he looks like he just got out of puberty. Yeah, before he became a Bobby, and they're just
3: they're the, like I sending the rookie on the
2: assignment. Yes.
3: Oh, okay. <laughs> sending so the rookie like, on the assignment like, to do this. We're not gonna, we're not gonna be the bad guys and shut down a Beatles concert. You okay, right. you're a new guy? You go, you go, piss you people can Do off. it,
1: <laughs> yes, yeah. And he just has this look like I don't get paid enough for this. Like, <laughs> I'm just supposed to be walking up and down the street giving people tickets for you know walking their dog and letting their dog crap on the sidewalk and not picking it up like that's supposed to be extent or parking in the wrong
2: spot exactly getting a ticket parking
1: citations not threatening to send the Beatles to jail because they're breaking a sound ordinance because they don't have a permit
3: right (laughs) oh my gosh it's like I wonder There's if job those cops are psychic still
2: alive. Yeah. I wonder if either there... of those
1: cops are still alive. I wonder I if think I... So. Yeah. I think so. I
2: think so because a
1: couple
2: <laughs> this past weekend, I didn't have a chance to listen to it, but um, the Beatles have a channel on Sirius XM. Um, yeah. One of their main group of people who does programming actually sat down and interviewed one of the cops that had to go up and bust up the Oh, really? the <laughs> oh wow. Yes. So I got. I got. I'm hoping it's That's... still available to listen to. <laughs> yeah, I want to oh hear that. God. You I the draw that. that day, buddy. <laughs>
3: that is hilarious. I love it. Yeah. Well,
2: oh, and two when they're when one of the bobbies starts trying to flip the switches, just the look on George's face when he turns around, it's like. What did you just do? Yeah. You touched. Yeah. They my flip hands. off like two Everybody amps and, like, my amp.
1: <laughs> George, you know, George is George is doing, yeah. George is doing his thing and he just casually reaches over and he's like, I'm gonna flip that back on. And then John
2: does he, he, the he, same he did thing. Baby for his. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Mine. <laughs>
2: yes. Like, no touchy.
1: Touchy. <laughs> oh my goodness Oh, the whole thing is just like i mm-hmm. even just the 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 rooftop concert I was just like I've never seen this before but then nobody I, mean, I is, got chills. nobody has seen this before <laughs> yeah.
2: but still. I mean I was just getting chills it was just oh my gosh it was so unbelievable it's like I can't believe I'm actually watching this <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> yeah oh and you know it's it's on tizzy plus so if you've got it you can you know watch it over and over no i think chauncey's watched Mm -hmm. it a couple of times actually (laughs) Um, the rooftop concert as a digital album is on spotify so you can listen to Mm -hmm. the entire thing not just not just you know the Beatles songs but you know they do God Save the Queen Uh.
2: yes that was (laughs) that was really
1: cool (laughs) oh uh so you can go listen to that um the like I said the um the rooftop concert was released in IMAX yesterday but I did not get to go see it I has a sad um but you know if they decide to release that separately in in some form or fashion they they might and as holly was telling us before we started there is a blu-ray
2: not not blu-ray dvd or dvd and and supposedly it said february 8th but now i checked and it says it's out of stock so i'm thinking that the copies that they've had they sold out of and they're waiting for more to get produced well, so according just according to the
1: email <laughs> w- according to
2: wikipedia
1: <laughs> it's supposed to be released on blu-ray and dvd but not till the 28th of
2: february oh, okay and the dvd so within the used, next so maybe month month yes yeah. yeah, so keep your yeah. eye out on your yeah. vendor and it up, says the vendor series, of choice
1: so that will be right. all almost eight hours <laughs> so yeah <laughs>
3: <clears throat> yeah so sounds like sounds like you'll be able to procure yourself a copy if you so wish yes and oh, and enjoy and, it yeah. in all its glory I'm,
2: yeah yep. and according to, to- myself a copy <laughs>
1: yeah well and according to peter jackson uh with a q a um that he did as part of the imax thing yesterday uh i guess someone asked about you know a longer cut uh, and he said because they had they you know the entire all of the footage restored Mm -hmm. um that uh he he hopes that there will be an extended cut version that might be released eventually he said he suggested <laughs> fans could try contacting disney and apple to express their interest
2: <laughs> Ooh, peter you're asking the right people to do it mm-hmm. yeah
3: and you know if 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 disney thinks there is money to be made in in anything at all they'll do it
2: mm-hmm.
3: <laughs>
1: So.
2: Yeah, something tells you that there there will be money to be made. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. So you know, all, the only thing is, is I don't think this is going to get like as far as awards and stuff because I don't think Jackson is really pushing it to mm-hmm. collect awards, which. I don't I guess it probably also depends on the organization whether you're talking like the you know the Oscars or whatever yeah right. what they consider a documentary mm-hmm. yeah
3: there there could be some stipulation like oh you have to have so much original footage or <laughs> I don't know I'm sure I'm sure there's some cop-out rule that's mm-hmm. broken that they'll like now nah, it is but yeah. For, but he but, also, I mean, he for also his... might
1: he also may not be doing it for that reason too because apparently he right apparently he did the like they didn't have to like do the digitization of everything but they did anyway and they didn't get paid yeah. for doing all that extra work yeah, yeah. from yeah. from the standpoint of
3: someone who has studied archiving and and you know preservation and restoration PJ's done quite the service in you know in, in yes. the you know in you know keeping a a piece of of cultural significance from deteriorating yes. until we can we can no longer use it or see it or any of that stuff. So
2: mm-hmm.
3: for that alone, he he, he gets yeah. he gets my applause because mm-hmm. there's there are so many things that have been lost to time and yep. that we would love to have pieces yeah. of and anything any any uh, th- sort of film or whatever that can be that can be preserved or, or restored or any of that is fantastic
2: mm-hmm. yep i'm looking at you bbc <clears throat>
3: yes we will always come <laughs> back to that won't we
2: <laughs> uh-huh. if we could have a time machine and peter jackson and it's like hey peter see those boxes grab him oh oh do he he I, would he's he's a
3: big he's a great he's a huge who fan
2: yes like doesn't he have like one of I'm, the original Tardis I'm still or something? waiting
1: for jackson to direct an episode of doctor who that would
2: be awesome uh if, if not direct obviously the the cameo yeah, he, appearance he, <laughs> he needs to be able to leave new zealand
1: which is not right, yes. happening anytime soon that
2: that, soon, that is yes. that
1: is a but once he can
2: Mm-hmm.
1: like
3: you want to just take an extended holiday to, to Wales are or TD. wherever they're filming
2: yeah. yes.
1: you're back in the driver's seat now I have some suggestions
2: yes, yes. yes.
1: I have some names write these down I don't care how you utilize these people just use them first off yes. Peter Jackson number mm-hmm. two Hugh Laurie yes <laughs> I need both of these men involved in doctor who asap pronto lol yes and you've got <laughs> and
3: you've got the money because because you because your, company, just your company your production company your production company is now owned of, owned by sony who just made bank on spider-man mm-hmm. so you yes. got the cash
2: <laughs> yes i i don't think they mind floating you alone
1: you <laughs> uh Yes, The Beatles. Get back, mm-hmm. Peter Jackson. Yes. Oh, so good,
3: so so good.
1: So, yes. There you go. So <laughs> yes. there's a
3: a a rousing recommendation from from us to go check that out yes. if you haven't already.
2: Yes. So anyway. it is worth the rewatch.
1: Oh yes. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. The whole thing mm-hmm. is just.
3: <sighs> yes. Oh That's yes. Awesome. well if any of our listeners have watched get back and want to uh, chime in with their review or two cents or thoughts or anything else that we've covered on the podcast you can send us feedback at our podcast email address being fiveishfangirls at gmail.com you can also find us on our website which is the fiveishfangirls.com and that has links to our social media to our show notes to all of the things that we refer to in this podcast and also links to support the show patreon uh our merch shop and a couple other things but yeah so as always we thank you for your support we appreciate your listening ears and however else that you choose to support us um it's it's a good time and you get quality content like reviews of Beatles. Documentaries and terrible dad jokes.
1: Even though <laughs> none of us are dads. <laughs> yep. Anyway, right. stay
3: stay warm out there. Those yes. who are getting hit with the, with the obscene
1: cold.
2: That would be me. Yes, mm-hmm.
1: supposedly this is indiana though that could change yeah. give it five yeah. minutes just
2: mm-hmm. just keep
3: keep your keep your cozy blankets and your space heaters handy mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. and
3: here comes february
1: yes <laughs> yep. all right so with that we shall sign off for this week This is Chrissy saying goodnight from Salt Lake City.
2: This is Holly from Wisconsin saying good evening.
1: And this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana.
2: I'd like to say thank you on
1: behalf of the group and ourselves, and I hope we pass the audition. Oh no, oh no. if you wish to support us monetarily, you can do so at patreon.com slash 5 podcast. All money goes towards fees and equipment to keep the show going. For official 5 Fangirls merchandise, visit redbubble.com slash people slash 5 We love hearing from our listeners and encourage feedback. You can email us at 5 at gmail.com. You could also like and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash 5 fangirls. Thank you so much for listening, and may the squee be with you.
0: Knows. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh
3: yeah! 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 I have got a feeling.
0: Yeah. Everybody had a hard year. Everybody had a. Everybody had a wet dream. Everybody saw the sunshine. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Everybody had a good year. Everybody let the hair down. Everybody pulled the socks up. Everybody put the food down. Oh yeah. Everybody had a hard time, Oh yeah. Everybody had a wet dream. Oh yeah. Everybody saw the sunshine. Everybody I've got a feeling, had a good
1: year. A Everybody.